0: True
1: safety Two. One. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your non-stop shop for all things Jets. Now here are your hosts, Tim McMaster and Connor Hughes. Listen safely. Can't wait.
0: Welcome into our very first emergency podcast here on Can't Wait. We have a great new open just in time for this emergency podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Connor Hughes. And the reason for this, the Jets have made a trade with the New England Patriots. Imagine that. First time since they traded Bill Belichick to the Patriots. They've made a trade. Demarius Thomas comes to the Jets. A sixth round pick in 2021 goes to the Patriots. Connor, just initial reaction before we dig into this a little bit.
1: Uh, initial reaction, man, is obviously Adam Gase wasn't screwing around when he had that conference call on Monday and, and kind of put the receivers on blast saying that there were plays out there to be made, that the guys weren't making them, uh, specifically Robbie Anderson. He was the one uh, who seemed to catch the the majority of, of Adam Gase's fire. And, and clearly when you go out and you add a guy who's 31 years old, a guy who's been there, done that, a guy who has experience in Adam Gase's offense, it is putting on notice the rest of these receivers, that, that Adam Gase is not happy, that Adam Gase does not believe he has enough in that room, and that now he feels the need to go out there and get somebody else. And I think the thing to remember here, Tim, and, and the thing to really think about is that you don't trade a sixth-round pick for a 31-year-old receiver if you don't expect to play him. He's not a, you, you don't go add a 31-year-old and then just leave him on the bottom of the roster and leave him and act him all that stuff. Demarius Thomas is going to play for the Jets. That's why the Jets went out and got him. And in today's NFL, while receivers are rotating and all that stuff, if Demarius Thomas is getting targets, that means Robbie Anderson is not. If Demarius Demarius Thomas is getting targets, that means Quincy Inunua is not. I don't believe that Jamison Crowder is impacted by this at all simply because Crowder plays in the slot and Thomas doesn't. But make no mistake about it. This is a clear-cut signal that Adam Gates is not happy with Robbie Anderson and Quincy Inunua and believes he needs more in that receiving room.
0: And you mentioned that Thomas has proven four-time Pro Bowler with the Broncos. He's 31, but the the two years that pop out when you look at his numbers, 2014, 111 catches, 1,600 yards. 2015, 105 catches, over 1,300 yards. He's got three double-digit touchdown career uh, seasons, but... Last December, he tore his Achilles, and he just got back off the pup list in August. Uh, he only played one preseason game. I mean, yes, this guy was a great receiver. The question is, will he be that again after an Achilles? Because that's just a brutal injury.
1: Well, he's not He's not the same receiver. I mean, I think I think that's, that's obvious, is that he's not the same guy. You just need to look at what he's done the last couple of years. And you'll see that. I mean, in 2017 with the Broncos, 83 catches, 949, five touchdowns. That was a decent season, but but you kind of started to see the downfall coming, and then obviously with the Broncos in 2018, before he went on over there to the Texans in eight games, he had 36 catches for 400 yards. Extend that over a 16-game season, and he's on pace for you know a little under 80 grabs for for about 800 yards or so and six touchdowns. So uh, this is a guy who can still play some. Don't you know he, he's still a competent player. He's still a guy that can bring some things to the offense. But he's not a guy that that is the, the, you know, the player who caught 100 something balls and was a pro bowler and all that. So so that's that's why, again, that's kind of why I'm a little interested in why the Jets decided to add him and how they're going to use him. But uh, clearly, like I said, Gase felt he needed more in the receiving room.
0: Seven catches for 87 yards in the Patriots' final preseason game. Obviously, that wasn't necessarily against the Ones, but he was at least productive. You look at these two rosters, and it kind of goes a long way in telling you why the Patriots are a Super Bowl favorite and the Jets aren't. Demarius Thomas basically, with the addition of Antonio Brown, you have Brown, Gordon, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and then I guess even Philip Dorsett, you could say. Demarius Thomas, basically the fifth receiver on that patriots roster which is why they're able to give him up and then for the jets i mean you mentioned the the receptions the targets that he'll take away if you had to slot him in as a number in there what is is he the third receiver now for the jets
1: uh yeah it's a tough thing right i mean i think i think that right now he's the number four i think he'll yeah. still be playing uh at least from the beginning behind well I'll say number three. I'll say number three because again, Jamison Crowder plays the slot, and and none of these other guys play the slot. So Crowder's kind of in his own world. It's almost like a different position. You know, he's not an X or Y. You know, he's a, he's the slot receiver, which is different than outside guys. Um, so I guess you could say he's number three. He, he's, gonna be he's going to be behind Quincy uh, and He's going to be behind Robbie Anderson. He's obviously going to be in front of Josh Bellamy. Um, and and Braxton Barrios, who the, who the Jets claimed off the waiver wire, who's another kind of just punt returner, slot receiver, but uh, he he's going to be taking snaps away from these guys. And, and once he gets the offense down, it'll be interesting to see uh, how many of those snaps he takes, how much the Jets are using him. Because if this is a guy who can go out there and still have 800 or 900 yards receiving in a season when he's a full go and he's that kind of player, well, he deserves to be on the field. And then again, if he's on the field, who are you taking off? Does this mean... That Quincy Anunwa is just going to be a specialty guy, you know, someone you rotate in there kind of as a as a you know hybrid tight end H back receiver, kind of like he did when he had a pretty successful 2015 season, uh flashed a little bit there, then in 2016. Is that the player that you're gonna see from the Jets? You know, is that the guy that 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 they're gonna go back to using Quincy Anunwa as? Um is Robbie Anderson going to go back to basically just being a deep threat again and, and not somebody that they rely on on every single play and instead just rotate him in to try to stretch the defense and take some pressure off Darnold? I don't know. Uh, look, th- this this addition came out of left field. Th- this came as a massive surprise because when you look at the Jets' issues on offense, the receiver obviously wasn't a, 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 a glaring um, uh, area that deserved praise after that game. I mean, those, those three guys struggled with the exception of Crowder. Uh, quite a bit in terms of creating separation. Obviously, Robbie Anderson pulled up on a route, which which potentially cost the Jets a game. But for Gase to go out there and and Joe Douglas to go out there and and sign a guy who, again, 31 years old, proven player, somebody that you are adding to the roster to play, not to just eat up a spot. Uh, it's it's pretty intriguing. I'm 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 very intrigued to see how this thing plays out as we move forward. After he starts to get the offense down, after he starts to acclimate himself again, and where he finds a role in this Jets offense.
0: The other part of this equation, before we move on to the new kicker that the Jets have added, is just the Patriots factor and they made this deal with Bill Belichick. I'm not sure if that's more shocking from a Belichick standpoint or a Jets standpoint, but, you know, the Yankees don't make trades with the Red Sox. The Yankees don't make trades with the Mets. Um, Rivals within a division or within a city— These. These things happen rarely. So it, it makes you understand that I mean Demarius Thomas had to have been the best option available via trade, because you would think if there was anybody similar, they would have made this deal with a different team than the Patriots.
1: Well, he, here's the here's the the flip side of that coin uh, for you, Tim, and and that's that the Jets, you have to look at the you're looking at it kind of from from the Jets perspective, right? Is that you know if the Jets could have gone to anyone else. You also have to realize that if Demarius Thomas was that talented of a player right now, if Demarius Thomas was somebody that was ready to play and, and, and make a massive impact to that electric Patriots offense right now, they are not trading him to their division rival. They are not trying to help the jets get better. They're not trying to help the jets win football games. If the jets go, zero and 16, Bill Belichick will be, Bill Belichick might have a smile on his face. If that were to happen, you might actually see a bill (laughs) Belichick smile. So, the Patriots, this is a very calculated decision, and that's why I kind of temper the expectation slightly with Jet fans potentially thinking they're getting a guy who can have 1,000 yards and 80 or 90 catches. Because if Thomas was still that kind of a player, the Patriots would not be trading him to their division rival. Um, so, so that's something that I would I would absolutely take into consideration and something that I would make note of.
0: Well, we've learned one thing, and that is Adam Gase not messing around. Like you said, he, the game went poorly on Sunday, and he's making moves. Thomas comes over from New England, and Curry Vedvik also gone. Sam Ficken, the new kicker, as the Jets held a tryout on Tuesday to find a new kicker. I mean, I recommend that they do a pregame at MetLife Stadium. They they went a different direction, Connor. I'm a little disappointed in that. But nonetheless, they brought in a bunch <laughs> of people to try to figure out who would be the best option. Um, just explain how this went down on Tuesday.
1: Uh, well, look, I mean, the Jets kind of made a decision here that they did not believe that, that Vedvik could be their kicker. And they brought a slew of guys in to work out. I mean, I'm looking at the sheet right now, and I'll, I'll tweet this out uh, once, we, once we stop recording this podcast. But I've got one, two, three, four, five different kickers that had come in to to work out for the Jets on Tuesday and and of those kickers they believe that Sam was was the best of the bunch and and they signed him and they're going to give him a chance to be the guy and I'm sure that if he goes out and he struggles and and he misses a couple kicks and costs the Jets a game well guess what on next Tuesday they're going to have another bunch of people in here and they're going to keep trying until they find someone that can potentially be this guy and you know, just background on on him. Uh, on, on, obviously, I mean, he's an undrafted guy, signed out of 2015. Uh, doesn't have too much experience. Um, you know, he played in four games two in 2017, two in 2018. Went three of six on his field goals, connecting on 50%. Uh, of those field goals, he, he went two of three from inside 30 yards, one of two from 30 to 39, uh, 0 for one from 40 to 49. He did not attempt a 50 plus yarder. He did go 14 of 15 on um, point after attempts, which since the NFL decided to, Back that up, um, or back that the the extra point up from the two yard line. Obviously, that that matters a little bit more. Um, so, look, I mean, this is this is going to be an interesting thing to play out. I think this is going to be a season wide ex- or season long experiment for the Jets until they find a guy that they can trust. They clearly did not believe that they could trust Bed-Vick. Uh Adam Gase made that abundantly clear after the game, and then again when he talked on his conference call on Monday. So. Uh, out goes Vedvik and in comes Ficken and, and we'll see how this thing plays out. But it's pretty crazy, man, that, that the Jets are essentially going into week two and they still have no idea who their week three kicker is going to be. It could be Ficken. It could be somebody else. It, it's anyone's guess.
0: What does he need to do on Monday night in order to keep this job for a week?
1: Make field goals. <laughs> I, mean, <it's laughs> not, I mean, it's pretty much that clear. I mean, that, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go out there. He needs to make his point after attempts. He needs to make his field goals because if Vedvik had gone out there and connected on that field goal towards the end of the first half and made his point after attempt, he's still the kicker that can trust. So he's got to impress, obviously, in, in these uh, practices leading into the game on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then on Saturday's walkthrough, impress in warmups before the game Monday, and then obviously try to connect on a couple kicks against the Browns, and and if this is going to be a high-scoring game, I mean, the Browns just let up 43 points to the Titans, so you figure the Jets' offense will will be able to do a bit more than what they did against the Bills, he's going to have his opportunities for sure.
0: One thing I didn't ask you uh, before we say goodbye on this uh, emergency podcast is: Do you think Demarius Thomas plays on Monday night? They do get that extra yeah. practice in, I guess, to, uh, no, to try I, to get I him think acclimated. That's
1: probably a little. I, he could. I think he could potentially because he's not learning an entirely new offense. He's worked with Adam Gase before, so he has some familiarity with this verbiage, with this scheme, with the way the Gase calls play. So there's a chance that he could get in there. I think, but more likely, the Jets will probably sit him this week, give him a full two weeks in this scheme, uh, full two weeks to reacclimate himself to Gase and then put him out there. But it, but I, I wouldn't say that's 100%. I mean, look, we're going to talk to Gase tomorrow on Wednesday after practice or before practice. I'm sorry. So we'll ask him about this, obviously, and we'll get some more insight into it. Uh, I think there's definitely a chance that he could play, and, and Gase will provide more clarity on that. But if I was the Jets in this situation, I'd sit him out for the week.
0: All right, this has been a lot of fun. You can expect these. When big news happens, we'll have emergency podcasts for you. Make sure you check out the regularly scheduled podcast as well. On Monday, we had a full recap of uh the loss to the bills in week number one we're gonna have a full preview coming up uh later in the week of that monday night game against the against the browns of course the first episode of each week free wherever you get your podcast whether that's itunes or spotify or anywhere else the second episode that one's a bonus you got to subscribe to the athletic so make sure you go out and do that as well this has been good connor anything else to add to the first emergency podcast
1: no man i just i just like that uh this is just kind of another example. I mean, of of the fact that you can never take a break in this industry, uh, just because of like, we were talking about this before. Don't go golfing. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. It's Tuesday. So if uh, those of you that don't know the NFL schedule, Tuesday is kind of the universal day off. Uh, Players don't practice reporters, obviously, you know, I, I, you have to work a little bit, but in terms of like, this is kind of your Saturday or Sunday, you know, kind of the day where you can take some breaks. So, you know, earlier today, I, I, I worked on a story that's up on The Athletic after watching uh, some film of the game, just, just basically analyzing, um, you know, some extra additional takeaways that maybe I didn't see when I watched the game live that now I did pick up when I watched it back. Uh, filed that story to my editor, Chris Strauss. The story went up. I tweeted it out, went back, uh, went back, you know, kind of sat down, looked at my phone, got a text message from a good friend of mine from high school, said, hey, you want to play some golf today? I was like, you know, what? maybe we get a tee time at four. We'll be good. Man, I was walking on the green of the second hole and I looked down at my phone. And I see a message from uh, from, from uh, Lindsey Jones, who's a columnist here. And she goes, you're going to love Demarius Thomas. He's great. And I'm looking down. And I'm like, why the heck am I ever going to see Demarius? Oh, my God. And then that's when I look and I see the tweets <laughs> from Schefter and all that. It's like, all right, well, I guess it's time to go to work.
0: <laughs> well, you got a hole in. That's good, yeah. right? This, is, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, tune in again later this week. Again, full preview of week two of the New York Jets.